And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. All the dummies are here today. All the dummies are here today. What's up, dummy? How was your week, Kenny? How was your weekend? You have big plans? Hi, dum-dum. Yeah. Doing good. Wait, what? Doing good? Did you hear that? Six-day weekend. I'm happy. (laughs) I'm even happy to be here. (laughs) Who is this guy? Wow. It felt good to reach for the mic. Just so you guys feel better about Kenny, he backed up in the parking lot to yell at me. Just so you know. (laughs) Oh, well, that's the Kenny idea. For some him, normalcy. Passed him in the parking lot. He didn't wave, so I put it in reverse. <laughs> and, yeah, gave him the business. You know, I'm going to give you the last word. It's another example of uh, 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 something I'm sorry I brought up. And that was the uh, the crash landing of a B-52 oh, bomber in Invergrove Heights in 1958. Where did it land? Well, and we went oh, from don't. wondering where it lands... To uh, finally getting an email today from people are basically saying, dummies, there's a plaque to the damn thing. Okay. There's a <laughs> memorial plaque. You can walk to it. I what? thought it was in Rosemont. No. Don't, well, close. Don't, don't, don't. Oh, <laughs> don't. People, he's kidding. Don't email us. He's joking. Janine writes, about 15 years ago, my friend and I went out to the crash site with her dad. There was a small monument in place. At the foot of the Invergrove Heights water tower to the east of Highway 52 between what is now Broderick Boulevard. Interesting, they later built townhomes there that are called Monument Ridge townhomes. Rook wasn't too far off. The spot is just north of where Concord Boulevard bisects 52. What? My dad's friend was a teenager when the plane crashed. He told us that his Boy Scout troop went out there to help with the recovery efforts. In the days following the crash, the kids were supposed to carefully canvass the areas all about the spot to make sure uh, they weren't missing any parts of the plane. You might, have to, you might have to start over. We all stopped listening when you started talking about bisexuals. Where did I talk about bisexuals? Concord Boulevard bisects Highway 52. The details of the event were repeated endlessly and became part of the Hastings-Invergrove Heights lore. My dad's... My friend's dad described to me the same details in the Star Trib story with many more details about the sole surviving crew member. I heard the monument was moved slightly north of that spot, but I haven't been out there to try and find it. That's it. That's the long, uh, that's it. That's um, the final. Answer me one question. Well, Why did it crash? What happened? Engine this is from Janine Flen- Flenchy, CI girl extraordinaire. Engine nice. failure? What was it? Uh, that I, that was never established. I think it was on approach. Because Repro- that, reporting wasn't what it used to be even 60 years ago. But that was the that was the flight path. That's well short. To the old what was the uh, not Merle Field? What was it? Old uh, Chamberlain. Old Chamberlain yes, Field. Yes. So that was the. Uh, I was going to say Walt. <laughs> Wilt. <laughs> ruling required. Is it a ruling? No. Oh, yeah, there's a ruling. Hello, Joe. I'm happy to say I've been able to adjust my radio ways to the podcast. I found it to be a simple transfer of tech ways and have surprised myself. Anyway, I've always loved your selection of bumper music. Uh, uh, And the first thing I found different was the lack of familiar tunes between breaks. Uh, Tell me about it. Uh, But he says John Height kicks ass. 
If you remember having my band play on your state fair stage, White Iron Band, in 2013. Oh, yeah. I remember that. We played a tune called Minnesota Pride, a song of hockey, drinking, and other banter related to living in Minnesota with a bold sing-along chorus. It may fit, may not, but we welcome any of our songs as bumper music of so desired. You need further legal action like a written statement. I've been a listener for 17 years and love listening uh, along as we break down the mystery. Uh, I'm thankful, however, uh, that changing AM radio in the world is. We still have a mayor. Two items left. I need a ruling. Do cylinders of a dead or alive air compressor buried in the corner of the garage count for the cylinder index? Oh, that's a good question. No, it's come up before, Kenny. It's oh. not a good question. Oh. Uh, count, <laughs> I apologize. To count as a cylinder, it must combust. It must combust fuel. And a cylinder, a, 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 a air compressor does not combust fuel. Oh, sure, because I guess like my grandpa's farm, he's got 200 cars out there. Not one of them run. No, that they count. They, they count. count. They count. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah. What's the difference? Well, the, the intention well, the is someday. Is when the, the difference is that they're internal combustion engines. They must have fuel to combust. An air compressor does not need fuel to combust. It needs an electrical outlet. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Check this out. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, if you go take a can of gas and put it in one of those cars out in the field, yeah. ain't starting up. That's not no, the point. No. The point is, hopefully your two beautiful children are not going to be stupid like you and play baseball for the rest of your life, and they might uh, show an interest in wow. reviving some of those wow. engines wow. and, and, and appreciating the, the law. He's so mad wow. at me because I won't let him go out there and pick. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I want to go pick the stupid place, and he won't let me near it. Number two, for years we've understood oh. we have understood the term CP as a wife or partner, uh, but what does it stand for? Chief procurer, mm-hmm. one who's in charge of supplies. And Royce always went with DA, the domestic associate. This is from Sam Guitar Slinger for the White Iron Band. Thank you, Sam. Uh, uh, to clear up Reavers uh, giving bad uh, garage logic advice, uh, uh, you can have a, a, a shelf full of dead lawnmower engines, and those count in your cylinder index. The cylinder index, if you are unaware, is the uh, measurement of self-esteem. The only uh, correct way to measure self-esteem in garage logic is to count the number of cylinders you own, dead or alive, and ideally you wish to be at your age or above. Uh, but the cylinder, in order to be counted, must require fuel to combust, uh, to run, and uh, cil- uh, uh, air compressors do not require that. Is that. Are we understood? I got gotcha. you. Are we understood? Well, yes. if it's dead lawnmower engines, Royce, he's got to be up there. Yeah, he's but I three. claimed his. I, I already stole his. Oh, My right. antenna are starting to go up. Reavers, what does a grandfather have out there, 30 cars? Oh, no. Huh? Yeah, dummy. He, he won't let you near it. Are though. they inside? Are they sheltered? Well, Grandpa's no longer with us. Well, who's got them? Grandma? Uh, Grandma and Ma. Are they okay. out in the woods? Are, are they in the woods with trees growing through the floor? A couple of them are. Well, Most of them are not. Yeah. They're just. Can you tell us the brand of one of them? Is there a Mercury out there? A blue oh, yeah. one. Is there a Hudson? Uh, a Model I A Ford. I think there's a Model A Ford. Yeah, that's junk by now, though. Yeah, again, they've they've been out there since I've been alive. May I tell you a story? You uh, may. Uh, uh, the St. Paul paper has given quite a bit of publicity to a guy named Vic, help me, Rook, uh, Wenzel. Uh, I believe I just saw the uh, article on Sunday. Uh, a, I think a it's good, Wenzel. A good friend of the mayor of South St. Paul, a guy named Jimmy <clears throat> Francis. And about a month, a month ago or, or more, I was invited 
Uh, and Vic, we lost Vic back in May or June at the age of 89. But apparently— Wenzel is correct. Vic Wenzel. But apparently down in the Rosemont, uh, Invergrove Heights area, he was a legend of his time. He always carried cash and one check in his pocket and quite literally never passed an auction. And he would he would bring something home from each auction he passed to the point where he amassed— a huge collection of cars, tractors, combines, you name it. And and he got a kick in life out of moving things. Mm. He gained a lot of notoriety for moving a 250,000-pound boulder from the site of the ex- excavation for the Metrodome. Oh, interesting. And, and that ended up at a Plymouth bank. Get it? Plymouth Rock? Get it. And uh, he also so loved to move things that he bought the church— where he and his wife were married and moved it onto his property, the whole church. He had cranes and— uh, He's he, got a steam-powered advanced Rumley tractor, yep. 18 horsepower. Yep. But I want to say, wow. God loved the guy. Uh, I can identify with, with his collecting. But there was no—and there's big auction coming up September 22nd. I'm going through we're the, on there right now. Yeah. I'm going through the bill What's a crawler? Right but can I finish the point without interruption? Yeah. The, uh, the the point being that there was no rhyme or reason to what he collected, and and much of it uh, fell into disrepair. Mm-hmm. You know, he had them inside, but you know the mice had field days. You know, here was a 1937 Lincoln, and here's so I suppose if you wanted a 1937 Lincoln bad enough to restore it, you can go find one. He's at his got auction. a 1928 Cat 60, a 65 horsepower restored. He's got a 53D7. Oh, my word. I think he likes metal. Oh, my word. Yeah. He even bought the old schoolhouse from uh, out that way. So he's got, he's got a little town on his property. He's got the schoolhouse. He's got the church. He's got outbuildings. And he's got dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of things to be auctioned off September 22nd. Imagine being his neighbor. As long as I'm giving him this plug, what do, what do I do, Kenny? What's this site you're 48 on? 48 Studio. Oh, I just entered his name, and it was the first thing that came up. It's a PDF uh, file of everything on the bill. A 48 Studebaker uh, truck with a wooden box, a 48 REO dump truck. Man, can, oh, man. You can go to Packard Steam Car. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, my He's word. He's got a hearse from the 1860s. Oh, a horse-drawn hearse. Lord. A 1961, uh, what is it, some well, let's kind of not limo? review them all. Uh, just MidwestAuction.com. There you go. MidwestAuction.com. Oh, my goodness. And I, I might have given his wife some bum advice. <laughs> oh, no. What did you say? <laughs> well, I, mean, I think Kenny will back me up. There's a real new fad now in the collecting world of 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 getting a barn find yeah. and not washing it. Yeah. Showing up at the next show with it, and you as tell is. you tell the people who gather around, this is how I found it. Yeah. The dirt on here is 65 years old, and that's becoming very popular. And I told his wife, you know, there are some of those cars out there you might not want to wash. You might want to uh, you might want to present them as pure barn finds. But I might have given her bum advice because basically this it some of that stuff really did need cleaning ah. to even be discernible as to what it was. Yeah, but people know what they're looking for and they know what they see. I, I think that's pretty good advice. Look people at these are coming from all over. Uh, I could, I'd say across the country after reading this bill. Yeah, yeah. 
And there's pictures on, of this, these items as well. For some rural hick like you, this would be right up your alley. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, last Friday I was at the Albany Pioneer Days Threshing Show. Really? Fun. And saw How oh, hammered were you? Uh, saw, I was there at 7 a.m. in the morning when oh. the gates opened and uh, saw all, all sorts of fun stuff, including our old friend... Nancy Fox. Nice. Wow, I just cool. got a nice note from Fox. Nancy was working there mm-hmm. uh, on uh, the whole weekend, actually. Is Fox a derivative of her, of her last name? Yeah. Her real last name is... is Fuchs but, or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. And her dad was the uh, town blacksmith in Albany until finally blacksmiths went out of favor, I'm guessing, in the 70s. Really? Yeah. 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 Very cool. Well, why don't we... Uh, I, uh, are we going to see at the uh, at the at the auction, Kenny? Maybe you haul home a cat or something? That's this weekend? <laughs> September 22nd. You need a crawler? That's a dozier. That's Saturday. Yeah, yeah, no, that's dozier. the opening dozier. of duck duck hunting. That's yeah, but you could go down there and drive some heavy equipment. Uh, right, shoot, you should practice. Ducks, shooting duck's more important. Do <laughs> uh, you recall? You tell me when I'm done with uh, settling up if, old business. If here. you're gonna if you're gonna settle that up, let's. Uh, right, I'll settle up some more in a moment. University of Garage Logic, 98, College of Self-Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Souchere. Told you, Kenny. Uh, Daddy-like. The other day we groin-kicked Mike Seidel of the Weather Channel. I I heard that. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Kenny, he was doing the fake lean. I I saw it, and then I I heard your podcast. Uh, And I've been getting emails uh, from other people. Most recently, I got one from Derek Brennan who said, uh, thought you might like this video of a news anchor sitting in a boat during a flood while people walk by. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, who, who's the disgraced guy from uh, the morning show, uh, the network, more, Matt Lauer? Yes. Yeah. And was he on with Katie Couric? Correct. I think this is about 2011. You can go to your YouTube and find it yourself. It's hilarious. Uh, apparently heavy rains in uh, New Jersey in 2011, and Lauer and Couric cut to their gal who's paddling around in a rowboat like she's on a ride at Como Park. <laughs> and she doesn't have the first idea how to paddle. And she, so this thing is kind of turning around and around, and she keeps trying to face the camera. Saying, yeah, this is pretty bad. In the meantime, people are walking by in four inches of water. The damn canoe got hung up on the concrete. And, and Lauer... St- land ahoy! <laughs> Lauer... Uh, Prior to running in and molesting someone, said, uh, <laughs> "Jesus." Well, what? however, allegedly, hey, look at this. However, allegedly, said, "I've been uh, in the pool." Allegedly, oh I've been God. swimming. <laughs> he even he even had to acknowledge that it looked stupid. He he didn't quite out. He didn't come out and quite say, "Well, this is wrong here." But he, you could tell he was smirking because uh, just in the case of Seidel. <laughs> You got it up? playing the video. Oh, Isn't that amazing? They walk right in front of her. Yeah. And just like Seidel's doing the fake lean, there's two rubes in the background just standing there whistling and walking around. <laughs> Here she is in a boat, and there's people walking by in four oh, inches of water. That's fantastic. They love oh. to, uh, I think a lot of the TV people love to think that that's how they're going to make their claim to fame, huh? Uh, uh, some actually did. Who was it? Who was the first one in Dan the Dan Rather. Yeah, it was Rather. Yeah. We talked about that, Kenny. You were on your six-day weekend. 
Here we Good go. Good morning. Here well, we go. Obviously, we're getting a nice break from the rain, but not the flooding. You're hearing the woman this in the boat. This is essentially not <laughs> the It's barely over their ankles. It rushed in yesterday through the streets, and it's really tough to control a canue or a boat when you're out in it. Especially you know, there's no water. Katie. Actually, Michelle, I'll take it. Is there some kind of severe drop-off hey, there uh, in the foreground? We, you'll go back. We saw these guys a second ago. Michelle walking. Are these holy she men? She probably got stuck on, on a curb. Are these well, it's holy men? Bags right? of groceries. When you have a ride like this, why oh, would you Oh, my word. But, uh, they should have fired her on the air. How many times she turned to circle? You, uh, uh, she's turned around about twice. Yeah. Do you know what uh, her name, by the way, is Michelle Kaczynski? You know what she does now? I don't. She's a White House correspondent for CNN. Of course. Oh, well, what did you expect? <laughs> Gotta love my people. What she's representing expect? my people. Wow. Is there a drop-off there? Is, are they holy men? <laughs> That's a pretty good line. That wasn't bad. Okay, I'll give it to them. Walking on water? Right. That wasn't bad. <laughs> You have a, a, a old business you need to clean up here. Doing it right now, man. Yeah. Doing it right now. Yeah. Uh, this is from Sophia. Uh, love the show and the new podcast. Listening to today's podcast, meaning yesterday. Ooh, try not to do the math. I know. You mentioned that the salon does not take into account mothers with children or families in their quest to design cities and get rid of the car. I would suggest that the end goal of the salon is a city with no children. A sad thought, but the leftist salon shows in their words and actions how they detest the traditional family and children. Wishing GLers could just all move to the same town and call it GL. I'd move there in a heartbeat. Good luck, Sophia Ardalen. Yeah, that's a she's she's uh, uh, leveling a heavy charge there, but there's something to that. Uh, if children and mothers and children are not, are not being taken into account from the rulings of the salon, it, it's not a far leap to conclude that they really don't have children at heart. They really have not, not much interest in them, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, Julia writes, uh, your new format is delightfully familiar but remains one-of-a-kind common sense. As a mom to six children, I thank you for reminding listeners that Minnesotans like me would appear quite ridiculous getting our families downtown on bicycles or by foot. Most of us pass on strollers and sporting a plethora of children on public transportation, too. Thanks for rooting for families. Glad to continue listening, Julia Johnson. My pleasure. The salon is going to be uh, uh, not the death of us. It's going to be the, the, uh, the uh, confrontation of us all. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the future. This is now. Kenny, I mean, you missed it, it. It's happening. This, this, uh, the observation from these two women uh, stems from my commentary that I went downtown Minneapolis on Monday afternoon at two o'clock, and uh, it was a it was a tough task for the old mayor to navigate. Yeah, and I felt, I felt, uh, nothing specific, but I felt the political culture of me being unwelcome there in a vehicle. Right. Absolutely. Right? Oh, absolutely. And you I are saw, scorned from the curbside. I saw scooters and the uh, and the dockless bikes and and pedestrians walking across red lights with their head buried in their cell phone. Yeah, yeah. And and the the result is there's this tremendous onus placed on uh, vehicle drivers uh, to not kill anybody, uh, to find a place to park. And then we're going to make it as tough as possible for you, however intentionally or unintentionally, they get in and out of this town in a vehicle. Right. Absolutely. Lanes you know, are narrowing. I've been hearing that from uh, the traffic uh, folks that have been following me for years. And that attitude you speak of, very prevalent on the parkways in Minneapolis. How can that—well, let's keep it to downtown. How can that possibly be good 
for it's business. A, it's anti-business. It, it is. I don't understand why the business people of downtown allow the city to trot over them like this. It uh, makes the, no sense. The, the guy I visited, you know, 24th floor office in some nice building, and I, I never, I don't know him, so I didn't have the, the nerve to ask him, but I said, why in the hell do you do this? Why would you put up with this? Yeah. And uh, he was a very helpful guy because he navigated me back to where my car was parked uh, through the Skyway system because by now Need a little bit of help the rain was uh, torrential. And uh, if he hadn't uh, escorted me, he was my Sherpa, if he hadn't taken me, I'd still be down there. That's was what that, we need, guides. Was yeah. that before or after you put your credit card upside down in the machine? No, that was my concluding act was to finally pay to get the car out of the ramp. <laughs> And the uh, the machine ate my credit card, and then a gal had to come down and take the machine apart and get me my credit card. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah. Other than that, it was smooth. It was smooth. <laughs> wow, wow! But that led me to uh, on a soliloquy where I insisted that the people who gather in the salon don't give a rat's ass about children. No, and mothers or anybody. Kenny, you mentioned that the, the downtown businesses in St. Paul. I, I agree with you, but what are they supposed to do? Wait, we were talking Minneapolis. Oh, I thought you said St. Paul. I'm sorry. Just a minute. No, that doesn't require scan so. bucket money. Is this the first of the podcast where we were talking Minneapolis? I said St. Paul. I could have swore I, I heard St. Paul. Can we use that? Is that copyright? I was the. <laughs> yeah, you're Joe, I was on this a few years ago when Minneapolis Minneapolis started doing this program on weekends called Open Streets. Oh, yeah. Where, in fact, they're not open. They're closed. Right, right. Uh, and you can only be a pedestrian or a bicycle or whatever. And I was the only person I knew upset about this, even so much as my wife, who's more conservative than I am, thinks it's wonderful. Really? And loves it. Yeah. Yeah. And well, she just, obviously had no intention of getting anywhere near the so-called open streets. Uh, I think that's correct. Right. I think that's correct. Knowing full well they weren't open, they were closed. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't know where you are, I'm listeners. Right here. Listeners. But it's uh, we're going for the third consecutive night tonight of uh, thunder and lightning. Do you like that? We haven't had that all summer. It's still summer, of course. Uh, yeah, it is. How was the 21st or handle this? What, uh, where well, are I, we? I right told now? you before, I, I always used to think of that as white noise, and now it's just, it just, it's just keeping me awake. You can't get back to bed. Trying to do the math to figure out how far away it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Offsite correspondent Kelsey corrected us. I didn't save the email, but our math was wrong on, no. on how you count and then determine how far is away. Is that all Kelsey does? It seems that now that I've been listening uh, to every <laughs> yeah. podcast, yeah. it seems like Not offsite correspondent. Chief offsite correspondent. Kelsey yeah. just. Hates all of us except you. No, no, he's because uh, uh, all he we does. We can't is... do. We can't do. We can't get a by. We can't get by without. You Kelsey. mean like an off offsite a sycophant? That weird. <laughs> well, all he all he does is correct the five of us. Yeah, yeah, but think... he he embraces the idea that we're fact based, and he doesn't let us get away with anything. Okay, I think if we all run into him in I a ran dark alley, the, I talked to him at the fair. Yeah, there's gonna be a little. Pushback. He got me a beer nightlight. There's going to be a little pushback in a dark alley if we run into him. Uh, Oh, no, he's our guy. If we run into him, I advise him to shoot first. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Not me. I'll do crane technique, take him out right at the knee. Unlike you, unlike you, you say, well, I can get what you want, but I won't. (laughs) Right, right. He said, I'll get it for you. Hey, I'm honest. Isn't that, isn't, isn't honesty a virtue? Yeah, I guess it is. Am I virtuous if I'm honest? I guess it is. Yeah. Uh, doesn't make any difference to the podcast listeners, but the Twins are playing right now, huh? Uh, correct. I'm uh, not turning it on the uh, TCL broadcast television. I don't know that it's available to us. Yeah, I don't think our satellite signal's working. 
Oh, really? The game isn't on? It is. Oh. Will you hit the button for me? Uh, I can, but but I won't. <laughs> I can't because I don't know where... Commencing Garage Logic segment number three. Here's John Hyde in the uh, Garage Logic newsroom. Uh, thank you, Joe. I also want to mention this music right here yep. uh, is from a fellow I know. I went to high school with him, uh, and also he played in bands in Bismarck, and he plays in bands right now in Rochester, and he was also a disc jockey with me in Bismarck. Cool. Uh, Randy, uh, and I've never known how to pronounce his last name, but we always called him Stooger. Yeah. His last name is Stulderhurderder or something yeah. like that. Uh, so uh, thanks to Randy. Were you splinting, uh, spinning platters, Johnny? Uh, I was a spinning news, the hits? I was a news guy. He was a disc jockey at the time at K-Fire. A.M.? Yeah, A.M. So right. he was the good musician out of your high school class. <laughs> we had a lot of good musicians Pretty good. in, in Mandan. Yeah, true. he sent a ton of stuff via good. email. Yes. Uh, Making your mornings hot, we're going to set you on fire. K-Fire. In the morning. And by the way, all of the Garage Logic emails are now working. GL Joe at GarageLogic.com, Rookie at GarageLogic.com, Jay Height at GarageLogic.com. Quit shaking your head. I no. don't think and I have Kenny. that one anymore. How do I access? I deleted that. Do I? I don't. It know goes to I... your regular email, dummies. Oh. Quit arguing with me. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. But I deleted that. So it doesn't oh, matter. Oh my God! Don't okay. email me, okay? Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't email. Uh, us. I don't. Well, check you can my continue email. to email me because emailers are giving me great ideas for how we can enhance the podcast. Sweet. Cool. Good. Good. Does better. It, I mean, like uh, better quality and yes, more it, uh, uh, material. Yes. Does it include seven day weekends for yours? <laughs> just, a, just a minute. I'll read you the latest one. Just a minute. Seven day weekends. While you're uh, while you're searching for that, been, <laughs> that's kind of my next topic. Where do? You, what, wait, Wait. Is, is he running down to the office? Hey, while you're um, he just got up and left. I gotta go get something. While he did get up and, and walk out, people also have been calling for Reavers to be put on a six day vacation week and wow. maybe only one day a week and yeah. Kenny to come in for uh, no life no, is not gonna happen. Life is far too pleasant for me to uh, consider <laughs> okay. consider that. This is a Sorry, whole new guys. Kenny. I love it. Yeah, I'm very happy. Thank I'm you. I'm nervous. I won't read this. It's too good. This has to go directly to uh, management. Is it mean? No, it's wonderful. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you worried that someone will steal the idea? Yeah. Oh. News headlines. Oh. Long- you mean like management? No, just don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do the news. Long- Trying to hear the news. Okay. The news. The Do the news. Mm-hmm. Law enforcement again having to warn folks about a scam that tries to get money from uh, you when you answer your phone. Oh, not another one. Stearns County Sheriff's Office says uh, a phone scam or scammers claim to be with the Internal Revenue Service is causing some problems. According to their news release, the Sheriff's Office received a number of reports yesterday about the apparent scam. Uh, The people tell the folks who answer the phone they're calling uh, that they are pending criminal charges against them and direct them to contact the IRS immediately. The release said the IRS will not contact people by telephone. Sheriff's Office urged anyone who gets a phone call of that nature to hang up the phone. They say if the IRS wants to contact you, you will receive. So you guys talked to my beautiful wife at the at the state fair. Sure, she damn near fell for this oh. scam about a week ago. 
I said, what, what's wrong with you? A, why are you answering a phone number that you don't recognize? That's step one. Yeah. And step two, she, she frantically called me and said, we got to call the IRS right away. That's <laughs> not what concerns me about your wife hearing this story. Yeah, what's that? Um, Isn't she in the neurological department? She she is. You know, uh, I was just thinking, you go, to a, you go to a concert, you get a contact high. Is she getting contact dumb from you? <laughs> wow. I mean, is the dumb just kind of accidentally in a way? Yeah, because she's a brilliant young lady. Like brain matter oozing out of my ear and trickling into hers. You know what Chris is? He's a carrier. Yes, <laughs> of the dumb. <laughs> oh, don't go near him. He's a carrier. Oh, of what? Of the dumb. Major dumb too. It's oh, not yeah. just regular. Not dumb. regular dumb. It's major. Yeah, that's like, what I'm called on the golf course. I'm a carrier. <laughs> I like how you tried to introduce me to your wife about 30 minutes after we started chatting. Yeah. That, that was really swift, yeah. uh, Christopher. You're welcome. <laughs> President Trump, in an Oval Office interview with Hill TV, uh, launched one of his, uh, well, let's say, uh, nastiest broadsides to date against Jeff Sessions, suggesting the attorney general was essentially AWOL and performing badly on a variety of issues. The quote from the president, I don't have an attorney general. It's very sad. President has uh, long uh, told Sessions, uh, picked on Sessions for his March 2017 decision to recuse himself from the Russia collusion investigation. Uh, but yesterday, he suggested he's frustrated by Sessions' performance on far more than that. Our guy item. also said, uh, talking about Hurricane Florence, that it's a, it was a very wet storm in terms of water. Yeah. I don't know how you can argue with that. Quote. <laughs> it's, a, it's an accurate quote. <laughs> uh, three Chaska High School students spray-painted their faces black as a show of school spirit, Oh God! a move causing some controversy. I only have one question about that, and I will ask it upon your completion okay. of the story. They joined the crowd cheering on the football team at the stadium Friday night. The color theme was intended to be black. Teens wearing black shirts, black jeans, and three white classmates sported faces painted black. That blackface getup upset some of the other students in the stands. Uh, one student who didn't want to be identified said he was shocked silent during the game, especially, he said, when he noticed one of the teens took the blackout theme even further by displaying a fake afro. Oh, boy. The student said it creates a negative connotation and reinforces the derogatory stereotype even more. Brett Johnson, the director of community relations of Eastern Carver County Schools, said in a press release the families of Chaska High School were informed about the incident. They're addressing it with those involved. According to the release, the high school's cheering section took part in the theme event to encourage School spirit. All right, it said these dummies spray painted their faces. Yeah. With what? Rust oleum? How do you get that off? I, I don't know, but I wouldn't want to breathe it in. Which team sure. uh, were they cheering for? Chaska. Chaska. They were playing the Chaska. black one. Are Chaska's team colors black? No, they are purple and gold. Well, what was the black point? Uh, they uh, because they, they were they were pl wearing black t-shirts. <laughs> There's you know whiteouts, blackouts. Like every team has those now, where you, everybody wears a white t-shirt. I guess or... they do have black in their in their uniform, but their primary colors are purple and gold. Hmm. How are can they... you be so stupid? Because they are very. I don't think they're stupid. Dumb. I think they did it on purpose. Oh, of course they did. Yes, absolutely. With Halloween Why did this never happen 50 years ago? Well, okay, well, this is what I'm going to ask. With Halloween approaching, and remember those OJ or those Randy Moss masks sure. that were sold? Yeah. Are those not allowed anymore to wear for Halloween? I have and, no idea. I mean, is Why it just say? Well, because they're they're uh, they're it's a black mask. So then are but you are they mocking out, are they outrageous stereotype 
of features. Wait, no, this is way different, though. But blackface is a historical, yes, horrible yes. thing. Got nothing to do with wearing masks, especially oh. an OJ mask. Yeah. Well, doesn't blackface uh, date to vaudeville? It, right. Well, yeah. past vaudeville, back into the 1800s. Yeah. yeah. Way past vaudeville. No, I think these kids are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what their motive. Right. Uh, thousands of Prince fans are asking federal authorities to open a grand jury investigation into his death. The petition to the U.S. Attorney's Office what? has been signed by more than 6,000 people. One of the petition's organizers, Nicole Wellage, says more answers are needed about the rock star's accidental, uh, accidental fentanyl overdose in 2016. What do they hope to gain? Wellage told the Star Tribune the person who supplied the drugs must be held accountable. Ah. Federal state. So he's not at fault. Uh, no, apparently. This is somebody whoever, else's fault. Whoever supplied the drugs. These people yeah. can't get over this. He killed himself with uh, drugs, right. people. He requested and then consumed those drugs. It's unfortunate, but that's the reality. Federal, state, and county investigators spent nearly two years looking into Prince's death, but uh, couldn't trace the source of the drugs that killed him. Prosecutors have said there's no credible evidence that'll lead to federal criminal charges. A Texas woman says she shot and killed a 12-foot, 580-pound alligator at a ranch Monday, and she suspects the massive animal at one point ate her miniature horse. Oh, 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 oh. Did it have a horse shape in it? <laughs> Even before she shot the alligator, Judy Cochran was having a memorable 2018, she told USA Today. In May, she became the mayor of Livingston, Texas, and earlier in September, she became a great-grandmother. And now she's telling the story of her hunt. She killed the gator with one shot. Says she plans to eat the meat and hopes to display the gator's head in her office. What? Said Weird. She, she How not, old is Grandma here? Uh, you know, that's a good question, Joe. I think she's in her 70s. I could not find yeah. an age on any story. Yeah. I only saw two stories. but I, couldn't I saw find a picture of her posed proudly with the yeah. big gator. Hanging there. Yeah. Yep. Said she doesn't think of herself as a hunter and she doesn't want to seem like she's bragging, but she's been looking for this gator, she says, for a long time. A miniature horse of hers went missing about three years ago, and the animal's remains were never found. We suspected it had to be a gator, and it would have had to have been a big gator. They could tell because this gator had hooked up with another gator who was the rear end. <laughs> get it? They were walking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I, I get it. it. I didn't have That's that ready yet. Funny, funny stuff. Uh, since then, multiple. <laughs> boom. Hey, hey, how are you? It's a boom. Since then, multiple alligators have been found on her property. What happens to the bones when a gator uh, eats a horse? You I mean, get them. They, they there's, there's big, big bones. There's that, that that the bile. That's a great question, that Kenny. Doesn't the bile break it down? I'm going to look it up. They, they Does that go right out the vent? Or, yeah. uh, the vent. They, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, they have pretty strong teeth, one. though. Perhaps <laughs> the teeth mash them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the other alligators on the other side it. of the pond. Look at Larry over there. He just ate a horse. He's, in, uh, He's so hungry. Let's leave him alone. He's so hungry. <laughs> I could eat a horse. We're going to leave him alone for a couple of days here to hand this one out. Uh, after, you might need some X-Lax or something. <laughs> after she shot the alligator, she took it to the taxidermist. Uh, she said uh, besides eating it and uh, putting the, uh, the head in her office, she plans to make boots into the rest of the alligator. Uh, according cool. to animals.me, yes. uh, crocodile stomachs are extremely acidic. Huh. No other vertebrae stomachs can measure up in the acidity department as crocodiles beat them all. This can, uh, enables crocodiles to digest a lot of things but that don't seem we too digestible, talking, including bones. We are talking about alligators. Same difference. Close enough. Okay. You got a lot of acid in there, dissolves the bones. Move on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not wasted any time uh -uh. here. <laughs> got me a podcast to run. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have standards now, damn it. Damn right we are. <laughs> 
The popular Ice Castles attraction in Stillwater will come back to its traditional location next year, despite concerns from city officials. Just log jamming. Yeah, well, they, they have a uh, lot of these. Winter version. Yeah, they have a lot of these problems in Stillwater. Uh, Stillwater like. gets stuff that's too popular, then they got to tone it down. City, city council members considered a proposal to relocate the ice castles from Lowell Park to Bridgeview Park. What is that all about? That it, Do people move to Stillwater because it's so quaint and yeah. they like going there on Sundays? But then once they move in, they hate everybody that comes to <laughs> yeah, Stillwater on Sundays. Well, they have the big, what was the festival called? The Lumberjack. Lumberjack. Lumberjack yeah. days. Yeah. yeah. For well, years, our term they got lumberjack. I not remember it well. Right, lumberjack. Lumberjack. So Log then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Leonard Skinner shows up, and two hundred thousand people are on the river, and they say, "Well, this is too popular. We can't have this." Yeah. Yeah. Started serving warm beer. <laughs> Bring in Pat Poole. <laughs> yeah. Watered down beer. <laughs> uh, members of the council voted unanimously to approve its return to Lowell Park, but there are some conditions. Conditions include removing most of the ice down to at least four feet by April fifth, and the rest of it by April thirtieth. The setup and takedown of the ice castles also has to look clean and professional, according to the city council. Yeah, Alligators can smell underwater. Really? What? Did you guys know that? I did, I not, did not know, know that. that. They have two sets of nostrils. Really? Two sets. Hey, of hey, nostrils. you can smell it. <laughs> huh? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, University of. Uh, Michigan professor. Oh, we were doing so good, John. Well, Before I know, that hesitation. Everything, everything, yeah, I know. My bad. Well, your timing's off because you're, you know, wandering around outside like a moron. <laughs> what? Well, you're, you're wandering around. You're not thinking. In the desert. <laughs> I was in a store. His timing's I, off. I was in a store Saturday evening in a nearby town, and the guy goes, what did you do to earn a T-shirt that says "Moron Number Three? <laughs> I just—it's like you know—it's a long story. It's just some dummies radio show in Minneapolis. <laughs> I want to solve Grandma's dock problem on Lake Minnetonka. We're going to uh, rule with wisdom. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Souchere. Reeves, help me. Who is this? This is a selection from Dave Berlin game. Radiance, simplify your life. Wonderful. You know what I'm discovering, ladies and gentlemen? We have a lot of really cool people that listen to this show. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they're submitting some really great stuff. Via email. Let's fix Grandma's dock problem. All right. <laughs> uh, the Minneapolis paper has an interesting story about a uh, 74-year-old grandma uh, who lives on Crystal Bay in an old cottage, and she has a dock. Uh, what's her name? Let me get her name. Doris. No. Gertrude. <laughs> uh, Nancy Edwards. Yep. Nance. She lives on about 1500 bucks a month between Social Security and an annuity. Uh, she has a reverse mortgage just to pay property taxes. For the past 15 years, she has depended on an income boost in the spring and summer when she rents out her dock for a boat, currently running at three grand for the season. In addition to use of the dock, the agreement allows her renter to stay upstairs in her home and use the kitchen, driveway, and garage. Wow. Maybe I'm the only person on this lake who doesn't have my own boat, Edward said, but I don't and I shouldn't have to have an empty dock. Okay, she got nailed by the bureaucrats. Come on. I'm going to solve it with wisdom, ruling with wisdom. Where is the story? Right here. Uh, The city of Orono 
uh, disputes her uh, right to do this. It cited Edwards for violating a city ordinance, a misdemeanor. If convicted, Edwards faces up to 90 days in jail and a $1,000 fine. Her, arrangement, her arraignment is scheduled for Thursday in Hennepin County District Court. It may be that she is dependent on the income, but you don't get to use your property in a way that is illegal, said Steve Tallon, the prosecutor. Edwards' attorney, Eric Cardall, has filed a motion to dismiss the complaint. The city is exceeding its jurisdiction and should just leave the woman alone, Cardle said, adding that docks fall under the authority of the Lake Minnetonka Conservation District. He contends that Edwards should be exempted from the ordinance because she was renting the dock before the ordinance was passed in June 2012. Over the course of my career, I've seen how when cities get into disputes with elderly Elderly or vulnerable residents, it doesn't always go well simply because they can't marshal the resources, said Cardall, who is representing Edwards at no charge. Nice. Edwards was cited for the code violation in mid-June, shortly after she said she mentioned to a local marina that she was leasing out her dock. Oh. Talon said if someone rents a home, they may use its dock without violating the ordinance, but he believes that Edwards structured her rental agreement as a workaround. I don't know what that means. To, to a loophole, work around it. Edwards said she doesn't understand that. This, uh, said she understands that the city doesn't want pop-up marinas, but she said that adding a single boat to her dock should be allowed, at least for low-income residents like herself. To blanket apply this to everyone in a way that you can't even have one boat on your dock if it's not yours just isn't right. Edwards said. She said she has lost sleep over the court case and worries. Uh, what could happen if she loses the rental income? Aside from the money, she said the four people who have rented her dock over the years have become her friends and often help her with yard work and other chores. As a single woman in remission from esophageal cancer, she depends on that too, she said. She fears having to give up the small 160-year-old cottage that has been in her family for more than half a century. She knows she could sell but wants to say. Uh, my end goal is to go on living my life the way I have been, Edward said. If I have to leave over this, it would kill me. I smell a number of rats here. One, you know perfectly well that that's a teardown for someone to go in and build a McMahon. Probably. Absolutely. Sounds like it. Right. It's the first thing, you know. And, and I'm not suggesting the city's in cahoots with any of that. I'm just saying that uh, I'm sure that uh, bureaucrats would eye that as a property that could be generating entirely more uh, property tax than it is. Mm -hmm. Number two, uh, that's if you're, if you're going to tell that woman that she can't have a boat on a hoist at her dock uh, merely because that boat is there as a result of an agreement she has struck with someone renting from her, isn't that tantamount to saying that you can't have uh, that? No, I, ha I had it. I had this on the garage logic server okay. sort of life. I got to start over. Uh, Refresh. Well, then, because you can drive around Lake Minnetonka and find docks with four or five boats yeah. parked there. Absolutely. Presumably owned by the property owner. So if you're telling her she can't have a boat because it isn't hers, isn't that tantamount to saying then that you shouldn't have a dock? If if you don't have a boat, yeah. If you if she has a dock, I don't see it that way. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to think how I saw it before. I lost my thought. It it's tantamount to telling her that then you shouldn't. No, it's tantamount to telling her then you shouldn't have a dock. Telling her she shouldn't have a dock. It is because they're just, they're deciding but. for her what kind of use she can have for the dock. 
Right, in the same way, a lot of cities don't allow RVs parked in your driveway. Right, and I know what the I know what the underlying fear is. It's just a good code right thing, right? Well, the whoever she blabbed to at the marina went oh, screaming the to the local that's, officials. That's that's the one I'm Sally really snitch. angry about. Yeah. Is that guy? She went to the local marina. I don't know why. What I, a dirtbag! <laughs> I don't know in what context this topic might have come up. Low down rat. But the marina owner's thinking, well, I don't want this old gal to be stealing my business. I could. Are you kidding me? I could be renting that slip to somebody. I mean, that's what it sounds like. So what is that telling her about her dock? That she can't use the dock for a boat? Then why should people have docks? They no, got a grandfather Mr. Mr. Suchere, yeah. No, this is just a simply a case of you're not allowed to blah, 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 red tape, red tape, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but this is so easily fixable. How? You you say uh, you, you could do a number of things. You could determine an income level below which uh, you're allowed to put one rental boat on your dock. How about how long has the cottage been in their family? 160 years. How about that alone? Yeah. Yeah, you could carte blanche. And she, like you said, she beat the 2012 ordinance. Yeah. Correct? You grandmother she was already doing that. You grandmother Gram- her in. Grandma's been grandfathered. Right. Yep. But, uh, Whoa, what? Hello. Minnetonka needs docking. another uh, ostentatious <laughs> Denny Hecker type place like they need a hole in the head. Well, right? I mean, I'm all for people living however they want to live and building what you ever want to live. But there's a picture. Uh, of this, you can see the cottage in the background as she's sitting down on the end of the dock. Well, our, this is one of those. Co- this is one of those cottages of pure fantasy. Is uh, I hope the hue and cry is out now, right? I hope residents and other citizens are getting behind this lady and. But giving what good the, will it do? Giving the business to you said it's mound, mound, uh, Orno, or, Orno, Orno. Yeah, I mean somebody needs to jump down their throats. Well, because there's a number of directions. Internet shaming, Joe. Let's internet shame them. Well, there's a number of directions you you should go. Uh, if you're telling this lady she can't have a boat there merely because the boat's there as a result of a rental agreement she has with a tenant, then aren't you going to enforce the number of boats you're going to allow at each dock? But if... Why don't you just change the language? Rent out my cottage. I don't care if you stay here or not, but you rent out this room upstairs. And by the way... By the way, you get to keep a boat here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can't you just change the, or is there something about in the codes about not being able to rent out the upper floor of a cottage? You well, know, they don't seem to be addressing that. They seem to have their undies in a bunch because uh, a marina operator with more clout than she has is what I'm suspecting. Went and said, look, I can't face a business situation here where everybody around the lakeshore is going to start renting a boat slip on their dock. Well, I got to tell not. you. That's not the case. Right. This is not going on at uh, Spoon Lake where I've been living. No, Spoon Lake and Garage Co- Logic. Gumption County. Everybody Maybe we should uh, start. You know, people have their boats at buoys on Spoon Lake, much less on the dock. But I, I think that Grandma's got to win this one. Yeah. Uh, and what, what are the neighbors? Na- well, are the neighbors... And who are the neighbors? Right. Are the neighbors the people that go, oh, this is an eyesore? Are they, or they the neighbors with McMansions who want another McMansion? Right. But or- again, again, we have no reason to suspect neighbors here. She went to a marina. Somehow a conversation came up about a guy at her place has a boat at her dock. And it sounds to me like it was the marina operator who went to City Hall in Orono and said, hey, there's a lady down the shore from my marina who's renting a slip, uh, renting a boat uh, on her dock. Yeah, because they're not making enough money. Yeah. Well, then those pe- that, that next Minnetonka City Council meeting should be packed with those people saying, we don't care. If uh, Marina Joe over there cares, tough bounce, we're the neighbors, and we're okay with this. 
She hasn't caused any problems. Or, or, or amend the ordinance to prevent multiple boats at a dock as a result of those boats being there per rental agreements. Okay. But, but if she's got a cottage, 160-year-old cottage, and a dock, and she doesn't own a boat, <laughs> then why in the hell can't I'm, she have one boat at her dock what, what and is, pick up a few bucks for it? Right. What's the road out of YZ? Is it Lakeshore Drive? You, I don't know. you drive that, and like you say, there's some of those docks have four or five different kind of Easily. watercrafts oh, yeah. at them. You know? Well, even the little jet skis have their own little dock. <laughs> Right. And their own little boat hoist. They do. And their own little trailers. It's so quaint and special. It's and wonderful. Makes me want to bark. How creative wonderful. is that, though? Lakeshore Drive. You know? God, it's you not very creative. <laughs> it, it's, it's basically telling her, you can have your dock, lady, but because you don't own a boat, you don't get a boat there. And then I read the comments in the story. I always like to see what people are saying about something like yeah. this. And I think to a large degree, people on her side... But there's a faction of the commenters who, uh, what most alarmed them is, is she declaring that $3,000 rental on her income tax? Oh, boy. Well, I'm betting she is, or she wouldn't blab to a newspaper about it. Oh, boy. Well, I just I'm think sure she is, yes. I her just own, think that, own. I think, I, I, I need to figure out a way to follow up on this, because I think, uh, I think, I think Nancy Edwards, 74 years old, uh, she needs to win this one. I think you need to hop in one of those... That's ruling with wisdom. Ruling with wisdom. He's got a witness. Get in one of those British crap cans and drive out there and talk to the lady. <laughs> yeah, we could. She deserves a visit. I don't know who you're talking about that has a British crap can, but I, <laughs> I can understand. He's talking that. about those amphibious cars. You'd be good on <laughs> well, Minnesota. She, she got a visit. Mara, Mara Klecker of the Star Tribune did the story on it, and it's a sound story. And uh, But really, her argument is very sound. You're telling me I can have a dock, but I can't have a boat at the dock. She doesn't own a boat. Yeah, they can't. They really, if you have a dock, you can go out there, sip coffee, <laughs> and you can have any boat that you want to pull up. There. Did she go to the government with her hand out and said, I need welfare? Did no, she go to she... the government and say, uh, pay for me? No. Nope. No, she came up with a way to. Uh, she's doing everything she can to make another dollar. Right. She's so trying she to keep her keep head above water and keep the place. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't say anything about family here. So I, I don't know. If the family cab, the family cottage, yeah. 160 years. 160 years. I wonder old. if every Sunday the, uh, you know, the second cousins and third cousins, uh, you know, come off on a, in a big bus like they did at your house, where all the, all the the brothers. That would was the come Christian over. brothers. Yeah, they'd come over to the White Bear Lake and over the hill they came and the old man would get the alarming phone call, <laughs> on a Sunday morning and so oh God. Judas Priest. I got to go to Wisconsin. Guess the beer stores weren't open. <laughs> Bring back five cases of old Pfeiffer. Jeez. Oh, my oh, He really liked those guys, didn't he? Those brothers could drink drink a beer while they were water skiing. <laughs> That's talent. But who's the guy who stayed out on the street? Uh, Bussy. Brother Bus. Brother Bus would, yeah. would shine up. We'd get the old rag. Had the rag and... in his back pocket. And he'd walk around the bus and shine her up. My favorite brother I ever met, he was a uh, Civil War savant, an absolute historian of the Civil War. But his secondary passion was buses. What was the bus? Describe the bus. Was it just a little short bus? Or? Sometimes he'd bring them out on a conventional school bus. Sometimes he'd bring them out on the, on the Pioneer bus that we took to sporting events, the big Greyhound. Oh! Yeah. With that little... Uh, uh... But adjustment. Uh, hill pioneers. The on. the bus I'm picturing though, the school bus is uh, just shorter 
because that's how short they were, but it's all rounded on the top, and oh, it's yeah. got the round, sexy front fenders. Oh, yeah. And yeah. The 50s bus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why Brother Bus loved bus. it. And Brother Bus never went down to the lake. Stayed back on what we called the road. Describe his belt buckle. He had a big greyhound belt buckle. I knew he would have a big yeah, belt yeah. buckle. And he had the uh, kind of the watchman's cap, you know. The, oh, uh, he was playing the role, wasn't oh, he? He, was, he a bu- was a frustrated brother, He was bussy. He? <laughs> he was bussy. I went to his funeral. Plain pine box. Oh. Just wonderful. Rope handles. Oh, not even that. <laughs> right. A couple of two-by-fours nailed to the side. It was just absolutely fantastic. All right, we're going to be back for more, though. We're going to continue with the Garage Logic podcast, available online, of course, at garagelogic.com, where you can find it, download it, and don't forget to listen every day and then rate it. We need you to rate it, whether you like it, love it, or want to list it. Give us a rating. Garage Logic podcast will return very shortly.